0: to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Alright, you're here at the 28 to 3 podcast. I'm Corey. I'm here with Max and Nick. So last episode we got into kind of the state of the Saints part 1, uh post draft, pre OTAs, all that other stuff kicking off with the offense. Uh Nick and I got into it. We've still gotten into it since the last episode and we won't ever stop getting into it, but we're going to get into the defense on this episode. Uh so Max, you've talked to me a lot about what's going on with the defense heading into this year? Give me some of those thoughts right now.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, only natural that we start off with the defensive line since that's seen the most turnover since uh, last season. Uh, We'll start off with the big one, Brian Brzee. You know, huge addition in the first round. Um, Also, Colin Saunders. You know, it's another big pickup. I think the biggest thing was, you know, we lost some guys who weren't really consistent. You know, case in point, Marcus Davenport, two first as he's been known in the mm-hmm. uh, Saints Twitter mm-hmm. community. Mm-hmm. The guy's been a uh, massive disappointment as a first-round pick. You know, just losing him, yeah. to me, it's... I know there was some analyst who was saying it's it not a good thing to lose him, but to me, it's addition by
0: subtraction. I wish him all the missed tackles for the Vikings.
1: Yeah, let's just, you know, get him out of here at this point. He's not bringing anything anything good. There's always going to have the stigma of the uh, two first-round picks attached to his name. You know, so I think that was addition by subtraction. David Onyemada... You know he uh, at one point in time was a really good defensive lineman. Was a great draft pick. You know far outperformed the slot that he was drafted in.
0: Hashtag own your mama or own your monster. There you go.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know losing him to the Falcons that hurts a little bit. But I think the contract that they gave him that's an outrageous contract for the yeah. production that he put out. And thirty last years year. old, right? Is he yeah, big? he's yeah. about thirty years old. So you know that they they definitely overpaid, and that's a uh, former Saints. You know, defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen turned Falcons defensive coordinator. So, you know, we'll see how that works out for him. But I think uh, picking up Brzee, you know, drafting Foskey in the second round, I think that was a really good pick. You know, he uh, he was projected by a lot of outlets to be a first-round pick. Um, has actual college production at a major school. You know, mm-hmm. Notre Dame's all-time leading sacker. So I'm excited about what they did with the defensive line. They basically transferred formed the entire position group in one offseason. You know, they managed to get younger and, in my opinion, better. So we'll see how that translates to the field.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. Um, you know, I was reminded, actually, about uh, rookie the potential of rookie production on the defensive line. Uh, you know, it's often said that it's one of the hardest positions to break through on as a rookie. Uh, so uh, when I was kind of wasting time the other day, they were replaying the Packers Lions last game and the only reason I watched it was because I just wanted to see all the Jamal Williams snaps and that game was fantastic for Jamal Williams snaps but one thing that stood out to me is they showed Aiden Hutchinson's sack total for his rookie season that year and this was the last he had nine and a half sacks heading into that game which I at first I thought it was a typo for a rookie I mean I know Aiden Hutchinson was you know uh, was he the number one? I, I can't. I just can't remember. Was it he was number two? Two. I mean, two yeah. One. I mean, he was right up there at the top. But and obviously, Brze isn't that. But like we talked about with Roman, and I, I'm going to give you a shout out to your pronunciation of Brze, which I hope everyone takes to heart. Thanks to Roman, but you know.
1: Yeah, and let me say, you know, Roman made a good point on that episode about uh, Brzee being, he was the number one recruit in the nation coming out of high school. You know, this is one of those can't-miss, five-star recruits. uh, Gets to Clemson, and immediately after his freshman year, his head coach basically says this was the best player on the team as a freshman.
2: He was on And that is a team that had Mm -hmm.
1: future first pick in the draft, Trevor Lawrence, future first-round running back,
0: you know, Travis Etienne, like that team was loaded. Yeah, that's a huge statement. By, you know, it's not like it was uh, some first year whack job coach. I mean, you've got Dabo Sweeney, uh, who's one of the better coaches in college football, saying it's the best player on our team with all of that talent. But yeah. I
2: think we're being redundant again because we're talking about injury. Uh-oh. The big thing with him is injuries. We drafted a guy that, I mean, an ACL is not an insignificant injury. Shoulder injury.
1: I just you know, don't agree with weird... we calling him injury prone. He had an ACL two years ago. You know, this past year, what was it, a kidney injury. infection, I think, well, and
0: then, then an infection. Right. There was the change in defensive scheme, but again, he's but but to I'll counter myself on that. I mean, he's about to change defensive schemes yet again because he's going from college to the pros. Right. Uh, but um, I, I think I'm encouraged by reminding myself of what we saw out of some defensive line rookies from last year uh you know the league is ever changing uh, the style of play is different and it, it 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 just and I think when we say that defensive linemen don't translate to good rookie production I mean that I think it's possible that could be old hat and I hope it is but, but. yeah let me say this: like
1: don't expect to see 10 sacks no, from I'm, Brzee this year? Yeah, not 10. You know, yeah. I know I know. Uh, Hutchinson had a lot of production. He also, I think, had three interceptions last year, which is just outrageous for a defensive lineman. But the reality is Hutchinson's a defensive end. Brzee is a defensive tackle. You know, and if you look back on uh, the history of first-round defensive tackles, I think Aaron Donald is the outlier as far as sacks. You know, sure. Well, J.J.
2: Watt was technically a tackle coming well, up, not? Yeah, but he
1: was a defensive end for his rookie year. So I think the biggest thing is, like, Brze, if Brze gets four sacks this year, that's a win. Like, you, that's going to be a fantastic season. Like, don't a, expect, don't, I guess, don't expect and don't be disappointed if he doesn't have double
2: no. digits sacks. All you no, need Brze to do is to eat up double teams. Right. Yeah. That's
0: what we're hoping. And you kind of took the words out of my mouth, Max. I, I was just about to say, like, I'm not expecting the double-digits. But I was going to say I would be thrilled, not just pleased, but thrilled with even half of that or even three sacks because, like you said, defensive end, a wide nine like Hutchinson was a lot, um, they're just prone for production, especially with the division and the schedule the Lions had last year. But, um, you know, with a defensive tackle like Brise, uh, he if he's got three sacks, let's say, for example – you know that's really just kind of a outcropping of a lot of other stuff that's happening under the surface that you know the the average fan isn't seeing that he's being graded out on by his coaches or or the true real game impact that he's having that could not possibly show up in the stat book. So the I guess I'm, just, I'm thing, encouraged by
2: what could be the biggest thing he can do is free up the other players on our defense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? That, that's his biggest role. The Damn it, Nick, Did you make me matter.
0: agree with you? Shit. Oh man. We're in trouble. <laughs> You're and
2: let's right. not let's not, you know, look at the Fosky pick at anything other than Peyton Turner get your head out of your ass. Yeah. That's yeah. what that pick is. Is like we committed a high draft capital because you've disappointed us. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I'm gonna tagline piggyback, whatever the fucking term is on the uh the point of that was recently brought up by uh, Friends of our pod Saints Twitter podcast with Adam and Ryan. They brought up the exact same point. You know, bringing in Fosky with Peyton Turner there, with Peyton Turner, by all accounts, you know, being primed to do what he was drafted to do. And they brought up a good point, and I, I agree with them on this. You know, if Peyton Turner sits there and allows Fosky to just jump ahead of him, considering everything that Peyton Turner has in front of him, if Peyton Turner has a productive year this year, Foskey will literally be taking money off of Peyton Turner's plate. Because if Peyton Turner plays to the level that he was drafted to play, and if he plays to that level as a th- whatever he's going to be this year, fourth, is he had four years already. No, just so third, third, third year, third, third year. Third yeah. Point is, you know, Peyton Turner, if he plays to his potential, has opportunity to have a massive second contract and if he doesn't this year that will more than likely only be because well besides his own underachievement foskey jumping ahead of him and taking those snaps away and thereby taking money off of his table i mean i think it's a good point
2: he had more sacks than marcus davenport last year though well i (laughs) think turner playing one tenth of the snaps probably I mean, still had more. There was a lot yeah, of funny. One good game. There's a lot of funny
0: memes out there about how many people could have had more sacks than Davenport last year. Or, Corey <laughs> had more sacks than Davenport <laughs> for than a day. certain number of games, of course, um, or at least equal. But
2: yeah, I mean, I think there's a. Th- but that's what that is, right? It's yeah. pushing him, and what you hope is they both come along because Cam's 34 this year. Yeah. So you hope you have yeah. a first-year guy and a third-year guy that are making the leap as Cam is finishing like, out his last two or three seasons, and it works out great. That's it, what you're hoping.
0: And there couldn't be any more love for Cam. I mean, like, he has done more than you could have ever asked for any Saints starter, any Saints defensive player, any Saints defensive end. Uh, good Lord. I mean, so, like, but the point is, I mean, let the man go out on top. And the way you do that is by giving him reinforcements and Taking a little bit of a load off his back, so that man can shine at the end of his career, kind of like we saw with you know Michael Strahan, well, Reggie White, those guys. For, right? So like he's been asking for it, and he got Yeah, Cam was
2: asking for defensive tackle and, and help on the D line, and and they listened. So let's see, you know, I would love for him to be able to reduce Cam's snap count this year to keep him fresh all year and let yeah. him do what he does. He's yeah. never been able to do that. He plays every goddamn snap. The guy's a beast. It's unbelievable
0: how little time that man has missed. It's uh, it's yeah, unbelievable. he's unreal.
2: One COVID game. Right, yeah. Is that his whole career? One COVID. Yeah, he's literally one. (laughs) You know what? Which he would have played
1: if they'd have let him. So, side note, side note to this, Cam Jordan is, is, I mean, he's easily one of my favorite five Saints players. I was gonna say he's probably a top five Saint. He's He's, he's a top five Saints player in my opinion. You know, he's 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 a stud, man.
2: Awesome guy too. We mentioned it in a previous episode. He's he's the one that. Challenging Ricky as the best Saints defensive player of all time. Yeah, I
0: say if you're going top five, you get Breeze, Ricky, and then the list goes on from there.
2: It gets it gets tough. Willie, um, do you put Morton in there? Hall of Fame kicker. Willie, you hated kickers. I hate him, but he's a Hall of Famer. There's only like two of those. Yeah. Um, well,
0: we could get sidetracked on the Saints top five all time, but um, well, we'll jump we'll jump into that at
1: some point in between uh, the OTAs and training camp. Yeah, I think that would be a good topic for a show. Yeah,
0: it's May. And, uh, which means we have plenty of time to... We got rookie camp this weekend, (laughs) so after that, we're going to have a little gap. Well, schedule, uh, we're recording this May 10th. Schedule release is tomorrow. We already got a a couple of them released today. So, you know, we're not going to get into the schedule. But, I mean, the schedule release is going to be a big deal, too. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll definitely talk about it.
2: So, I think that pretty much covers we're optimistic about the defensive line, but cautiously optimistic because we're relying on Peyton Turner and two rookies to change... And two free agent signings as yeah, well. Yeah, I
1: think that the free agent signings, you really, those are, those, are, it was, it was problematic when you're expecting Shepard and Saunders to transform the defensive line and be the workhorses. But when they are complementary pieces to a Brise and a Fosky and a Cam Jordan and everybody, at that point, it's a much better signing, in my yeah. opinion.
2: You feel like you have six guys on the D-line that could take significant snaps now.
1: Yeah. yeah, and look, Granderson's a beast, man. Yeah. Granderson, is he, he uh, always produces. 100%. You know, he's, for for uh, a late-round pick, I mean, he's been a monster. Passing y'all's coming back. Yeah, that's another one. That's an underrated, uh, he's yeah. an underrated player. He's a
0: rock-solid, you know, fourth. He played great band. last year. I mean, yeah. he did. He played
2: great. I think
0: when you look at the defensive line, it's kind of like what Nick and I were yelling at each other about last episode where you want that rotation you want to be sending in groups of guys yeah. situationally and, and I and think I think we have that now yeah you you couldn't say before the draft or even before free agency definitely not before free agency that we had any possibility of just lining up four dudes and hoping you know that the fifth and sixth guy can fill in if well look concerned. it was
1: it was a worrisome. Outlook, you know, right after the uh, agency started. Sure. Tackle yeah. was lean, man. When you lose <laughs> Anyamada, yeah. You know what I right? Like defensive line looked rough for a hot minute. Very and they, rough. they managed very to rough. recover and they uh they pulled it together and now the room is very promising. You know, even, even Saunders and Shepard, those guys aren't old. No, like, they're younger guys. They're younger than Anyamada. And uh, to me they were both just as good as Anyamada was last year. So, you know, it, it's it's if nothing else, you got a little bit younger.
0: Yeah, and I think the good thing and a thing to be emphasized is the fact that, like, you know, with uh, Shepard and Saunders, we're not relying on them to be, you know, a three-down uh, start. Like, I mean, we talked about what a starter is last year, last episode. But they can be supplemented and Like, they can be in they're support for, pieces. They're support yeah, pieces. They're, they're not they the don't, primary they guys. They don't have to be the guys. Right. You know, and, that, and that's fantastic for the outlook. Now, again... Goes back to Nick's favorite phrase: "They got to stay healthy."
2: Yeah, so I mean,
0: that's the reality.
1: But uh, let's move on to linebacker. What are your thoughts on linebacker, Nick?
2: Um, as we've brought up many times on this podcast, I'm a massive Demario fan. Um, we even got into it with Roman a little bit on Vilma versus Demario <laughs> and, and all of that talk. I just think Demario, for what he does, is Still an elite-level linebacker in the league. He's old. We know that, but it, it doesn't show out there. He's unbelievable. Um, I'm a massive Pete Warner fan, so I think linebacker's in great shape.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. DeMario is a top-five Saints free agent signing ever. I mean, honestly, he's probably second, top, top two. Winner. He's yeah. yeah, after Breeze. You know, he, he's been amazing. I, I only... I can't imagine if he would have played his entire career here, you know, in this defense. You'd be talking about him as a pretty much slam dunk Hall of Famer with the level of production he's had since he's, he's gotten here. And he's still borderline Hall he's of Famer. He's borderline, family. and, and it, it's ah, I, I just wish he could have been here, you know, in his, in his mid-20s, you know what I mean? Because we've seen what he's done in his early 30s, and he's been nothing short of just remarkable. And I just wish we could have seen that production, you know, the early part of his career here. The
2: one thing I wish in his career here is that he would have got more snaps rushing the passer. Yeah. Because I think he is elite at that and doesn't get as many opportunities in our defense um, with Dennis Allen as maybe he should get. Agree. The guy is excellent at that yeah. and doesn't get enough chances.
0: I think DeMario in a Greg Williams defense would, would have be been – Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like just what? rated well, well, NC-17. If you just I unleashed mean, him and let him – Because there's guys like – I think we've talked about it on a couple of other episodes and we talked about with past Saints, you know, like a Sammy Knight, even Roman, not him on the episode, but like Roman in general. Um, uh, I mean, obviously the old guys, Ricky Jackson, the whole Dome Patrol. They're guys who just, you know – have a nose for the ball, and then there's pass rushers that have a nose for the QB, and it just shows when you watch them, even as a casual observer or fan. And Demario is one of those guys, and so you, it's like, put him. Yeah, it'd be nice to see him be put in that position uh, with greater frequency.
1: Well, I think Rome touched on it in the, uh, the la- or a couple episodes ago when he talked about how Demario, you know, he saw him more as a weak side linebacker. You know, in the whole debate about uh, Vilma Mm. versus DeMario. and Honestly, there's there's no wrong answer. You know, those are two uh, of—I mean, Jesus, our linebacking history is so rich. You know, that would make an amazing episode talking about the four best linebackers you could put together.
2: And I agree with him to a certain extent that his skill set is most suited for that. But the dude has been playing outside of that position his career and making all pro. Yeah. Yeah. So let's not let let's just show like that shows how versatile. Well, he was he was he,
1: outside linebacker. I feel like for the first two years, first was. two years, yeah.
2: But he can play anywhere. No, he's, he's so look, good. he's amazing. So he's, good. he's
1: amazing, man. You know, you and I, I mean, we 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 have a mutual love for for Demario and and uh, what he's done for the team, and you know, honestly, it, it, the leadership thing as well. You know, he's he's a stand up individual. You know, a great guy in the locker room, and and that. That does matter, you know, and JV was the same way, you know. And look, there's no wrong answer between the
3: two of them.
2: No, I just think my, my point on those two, and I get it, Roman was teammates with Vilma, and I, you have to go with your teammate above all, you know. They also won a Super Bowl. He did, but DeMario's longevity is far superior to Jonathan's with the Saints. It's, it's not really even close as far as that goes. As far as when they played, how dominant they were, both dominant. Vilma never made an All Pro. Demario's made multiple. You know, we're splitting hairs, but for me, Demario as a Saint only is has a more impressive resume than Vilma, even though Vilma has the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, but Demario's done has been incredible. It's odd,
0: considering, you know, the 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 legend that will always be Saints middle linebacker John Vilma. It's it's odd to say that. Well, hold on one second, and I I apologize for
1: interrupting you here, but we're we're forgetting the field mouse.
0: I love him. Oh no, no, I'm not saying that. No, I'm not ranking Vilma. We're just comparing these two. The best. I'm saying it's odd when you think of Vilma versus Demario. To. It seems unnatural to say that Demario
2: has a greater impact overall than. Vilma even I don't Vil- know about that I, like well if we're going season to season Vilma when he was here was the definitive leader of the team everyone respected Vilma we all love Vilma yeah we're not saying anything negative I'm just saying what what Demario's done over a longer span of time is hard to match there might be one other guy in Saints history that have done it you know uh, Sam Mills you know his his run it's just if we're talking middle linebacker, there's three in Saints history we have to talk about. Yeah, right. Yeah. They're all incredible. You're trying to split hairs. I'm just saying what Demario has done. I don't think Sam Mills was a three-time All-Pro. Uh, we know John mm. wasn't, even it's though John was incredible. <laughs> was he three-time All-Pro with us? I'm just saying
0: it's worth looking up for Sam Mills. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. looking at Maybe up. not. Um, he at least he had to have an All-Pro year with Carolina.
2: He's one of my favorite players of all time. I love Sam yeah. Mills. Um, yeah.
1: He was uh, first time, one time first team All Pro, two times second team All Pro. That makes sense. Okay. 91, 92, 96.
0: I mean, it should have been like ninety six was Panthers. Panthers, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. So with us. Times so here. two
2: time with us. So Demario has the most decorated Saints career by that measure. That's only one measure. John's the only one to have a Super Bowl. Sam Mills was part of, in my opinion, the most iconic defenses. The New Orleans, yeah, I mean, They all have absolutely. great
0: things going for him. It's kind of like you know the. Uh, like you, you, you black out the names and, and say this guy has this resume. This guy, like, which one would you yeah, choose? 100%. Um, you know, so one more, do you have something else? I, one
2: more thing I was going to say is let's not forget when we signed DeMario, Mario, we were not a good defense. That's, and we became a very good defense. Nick, That's stop, a good
0: stop making me agree with you on this episode. <laughs> what the fuck? This is the uh-huh. polar opposite <laughs> of the last episode. Yeah. What are we? Nick uh, is yeah, making good points this time. I, I promise we did episode. not go to therapy after last episode. We <laughs> we're just rolling. Well, I will say this: so before we rename the podcast Vilma versus Demario, <laughs> uh, what other linebackers on the team? We can
2: love them both. It's, I'm look. I love do. the no, shit out do. of no them. One, no one, no one Come on. <laughs> uh,
0: but it, I mean, but seriously, if we talk about him again, give we him, well, pick. let's talk about Pete Warner. So that, besides, well, yeah, Warner. I
1: mean. That's Nick's guy, man. Let let let's let Nick. Let's let let's give Nick the ball. We're gonna clear out. Let him cook. What you got?
2: All right. That's my guy this year for sure. That why he's one of the best (laughs) linebackers the Saints have had in coverage that I've ever seen. Uh, Sure, it's just instinctual. You you watch him. There was an interception this year that he tipped to Teron Matthew. That was unbelievable because he was basically beat on the play. Yeah, he knew when he was beat. And when the ball would come out from the quarterback and just reach his arm out, where the ball would go, I don't know if y'all remember this play. Do you remember what game? Deflected it. Who were playing? Went up in the air. I mean, we only got a turnover in like three games. So <laughs> we could sit <laughs> it down. Pretty now.
0: easy to cross reference. <laughs> That's a damn good point. <laughs> when yeah, did no, the Saints agree. have a turnover? Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: It was such an unbelievable play. Like, because it was in a situation he should have been beat. And yeah. he turned it into us turning the ball over by himself. Sure. Um... He's obviously sideline to sideline. You know his ability there, his ability against yeah. the runs off the charge. Everything he does is great. Right. Um, now, once again, we're talking about health. So he gets <laughs> nicked up. Maybe he's a little undersized. Maybe that contributing to him getting nicked up in both years. Could be. If he's on the field the whole time, I just think he's a Pro Bowl caliber player. I really do. I think he's he is poised this year to be that Saints player on defense to make the jump
1: it's funny because he's only—I uh, think he's 23? twenty-three, going on twenty-four—and yeah. you know, he, according to this, six foot three, two hundred forty-two pounds. He's 6'3". That's, okay, so that's, that's not good undersized. size for a linebacker. But I think it's—it's uh, it, it's a yeah. testament to him, you know. Saints Twitter as a whole, you know, <laughs> wrote his ass off the second he was drafted by the Saints. Like nobody, nobody respected that pick, Man, and anyone saying otherwise is lying to their teeth. You or know, they it, didn't it's research just funny. it. You know, people people didn't realize it. Like, look, this guy was good at Ohio State, and he got to the NFL. And when he's healthy and when he plays, he, he's been
0: fantastic. He was drafted when Peyton was still our coach, right? Yes. yes. So I think a, sure. my take on a lot of the write offs on Warner.
2: This is only his third year coming. Up. Third year, yeah. yeah. Right. Peyton that's Turner why. I, that's why I asked him. He because, was the second round pick to Peyton Turner. Because. Yeah. That's why we nailed I, her second. That's why I was making
0: sure that I was, my memory served me correctly because the write offs on Warner, I think, were less of an indictment on him as the player and his college career and more so on our terrific track record of defensive draft picks under Peyton when Peyton just says, I don't care what you say, Jeff
2: Ireland. I see my guy. And and it, it's. Well, I think it, it's
0: more the history of linebackers,
2: it's also the history of yeah, the first round. Um, what do you mean? You We've didn't, picked you, up. You didn't, we, did you didn't not, like, we have
1: not done well drafting linebackers. What are you talking
0: about?
2: Stephon Anthony was amazing.
1: Yeah, exactly. First we have round. Not done well <laughs> First with linebackers.
2: round. Jesus, it's all first round. Second Ugh. round has been great. Marcus Williams was great to us. Mom Bell was great to mm. us. Uh, Gardner. Are we just talking? Gardner Johnson. Uh, Alante Henderson, Taylor. Alante Taylor. We've killed it in the later rounds. Look,
1: look this is why I say Foskey is going to be an animal because he whoever we pick in be. the second round is a fucking animal.
2: What which, I like about Foskey is that
0: I mean, not not sidetrack it. I'll say. As a tangent, why are aside, we not
2: trading back? That's the only question. We keep well, hey, trading up. I, I re-listened
0: back right, to our our pre-draft episode. We did exactly what Nick. Not only did we do exactly what Nick said we should have done, but two out of the three guys in our cloud were there, and they all three would have been. In, uh, that being Gibbs, Meyer, Mayer, and Nolan Smith. All three would have been there if the lines weren't complete idiots. Uh, Max disagrees with that point, but let me get back to uh, you know the the Foskey pick, and it, it just like kind of showed a little bit of a different approach and then you take that back to warner and you know the biggest red flag with warner wasn't him i think it was who was drafting him like who was calling the shots and then who we drafted before and all the bad linebackers we drafted before
1: i think i don't think it was who i think it's more of how okay let me be more specific it was how we have developed linebackers period okay Any linebacker we have picked in the past 10 years, other than Warner, has not done shit. They have not developed.
2: But let's also say, was that not a massive position of need that year?
1: It's been a position of need. Right, it was.
2: So the negativity negativity around it was weird because you waited Mm -hmm. to the second round. You waited. You didn't jump early in the first. You didn't go up. You didn't do anything. You sat there in the second round. You got a player that everyone said was a super intelligent player, could diagnose offense incredibly well. Mm -hmm. You know, big school, college production, checked a ton of boxes.
1: Saints Farm Team, Ohio State. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And honestly, your
1: childhood, one of your childhood favorite teams.
2: Joey G, baby. (laughs) Um, But the the, the hate on that pick was very strange. It was strange, man. It really was. We needed linebacker. Yeah. He was a well, you know, well accomplished college player. The measurables were good. Obviously, a smart player, and yeah. everyone hated it. It didn't yeah. make it a lot of sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe it was a small difference, but I mean, I, I feel like there was far less hate, even though there was hate, but far less hate on the Zach Bond pick. Like, well, that's later. A little bit. It was later, but I mean, third round, not much later, but still not third much. round on on on.
2: I don't know, like. I think but you lose when you watch ninety percent of Saints fans in the third yeah, round. Yeah, maybe that's just us.
0: But when you, <laughs> yeah, but y'all right. When you watch the tape on Warner when he was drafted, it was like, you know, sure, like he's not one of your household name linebackers. He's not like, you know, he doesn't look like Demario just like pummeling down upon the quarterback and burning everything in his wake. He just has a different style of play, and we talked about a complementary style of play earlier uh not on the pod, but like you know we've talked about that in the past amongst ourselves it's, it's great i mean we we generally only roll out two true linebackers um but i think and they're and pretty, they comp, they complement each other right I mean, and they're yeah.
2: pretty similar now in the way they play they're downhill they're sideline to sideline they both can go in coverage so mm-hmm. you can change up your defensive calls to put either one in coverage
0: maybe this is i think warner's definitely got a step on tomorrow but Speed-wise? But, uh,
2: yeah, but, I don't dude, know DeMario man. gets out there,
0: man. He, it's, I de- think that's more of, like, his experience. Like, he knows where to be. Man, you said that. Just like He's what, explosive, what are, dude. But
2: that dude still depletes people. Is he crazy. is explosive. Oh, yeah, no, DeMario,
0: <laughs> I wouldn't want anybody else besides him in a box. Like, if it's an Oklahoma drill on the field or a five-yard, like, situation, yeah, give me DeMario over anybody else, possibly in the league, at that position, but I think... In terms of speed, uh, if you need somebody to get, to beat a guy on an angle I've of 15 yards. I've
2: taken yeah, cl- I'm just saying. It's close, but. They, I think they've become very similar players in that you can interchange them yeah, it's, it's in a defensive scheme where you can be like, hey, they don't know who's running out on the running back. Yeah, yeah. We can use DeMario. We can use Pete. We can do whatever we want. It's just versatility yeah, back there. Sure. Which is great. So,
1: well, let, well, let me say this: so, like the the uh, guys who cover the Saints for a living, you know, and I've seen this topic of conversation come up multiple times, where it's who, which Saints player would you least like to be hit by?
3: Demario. <laughs> it it's is
1: unanimous. Demario yeah. every single time, and they all cite. A combination of size, explosiveness, and just general just, like, want to knock the fuck well, out. You. If you
2: don't believe that, just go on YouTube and type that in and watch his highlight go, hit real, like, die.
0: Well, listen, I, I know I'm, I'm wearing my, <laughs> my, my my Jesuit football t-shirt and everything, and Foster, Foster Moreau now to team, nearby. but I will say, there was a, a dad <laughs> back when I played fullback at Jesuit high school. Now, look, I didn't have a college career, you know, I... I got recruited by a fraternity, not a football team in college. But well, by the end of the season, but I did we're learn one thing. These, uh, I, I did learn. Together. I did learn one thing, and it goes back to that Demario hit thing. Force equals mass times acceleration. <laughs> all right, so, so Demario you, wins is all I know. So like the biggest, fastest, most guy with the most acceleration, which you know, Demario bigger than Warner, accelerates in a box better than Warner. Warner's maybe got like faster twenty-yard range, like. Yeah, that that, Corey, that totally checks I, I, out. Like I, you don't want to go up against the bigger, faster dude. I love how uh Al Bundy over here
1: like incorporates you. It's know, more you
0: like know. Uncle Rico, yeah. if I had to label myself. Polkai
1: four touchdowns in one game. Yeah. Come on, man. We gotta, we I, gotta, d- we gotta I just gotta, gotta give the
0: listeners a little bit of background here, man. It's all important I mean, I'm I'm sure they're all enthralled right now. But I don't DeMario I couldn't still see anything gets else?
2: Anywhere he wants on the field. I, I agree. Feel. It's how I Yeah. Um, maybe I could be proven wrong, but maybe I just like him too much. But they the both, do is... the question is
0: like, who does it better? You know, Demario's definitely better downhill. Demario's down, better downhill, 100%. I question whether, if you know, because linebackers play both ways. So I question whether Demario is as good going back on the angle in pursuit. As Warner, look, Warner's damn good in that area. Now, I, look, Demario's definitely better pummeling down at the quarterback going into the DeMario's box. But Demario's
2: also done a great job at what you're talking about. Now, the question is, we're talking his 34 year old 30, year, 35 year old year. Yeah. yeah. Um, does that take a dip? Well, the good news is you've got Pete to do that role, and Demario can get more up the field. I think we've got another great year out of Demario this year, is what I'm saying. Can he be yeah. All Pro again like he was last year? Second, he was second team last year. Can he do that again? If he did, that's—I I don't know if that's ever been done at the linebacker position at that age. Even Ray Lewis was younger than that when when he was last All Pro, I believe. If he can do anything close to that, sure. I, I just think linebacker set for us. We're just in great shape, and then you know now, we've got Zach Bond as as behind uh, them. I mean, if he could out do
1: All Pro, that's five straight years. That's insane. Right. So, it's not
2: been done a lot. So but Zach Nick, Bond as as a third not playing linebacker is not a terrible he's been in the system, he knows what we do. You we, know, is see. he great? No. Uh, or close. hasn't been. But he's well, been, neither he, was Caden Ellis after this year. I haven't seen Correct. shit. And from that's that was Zach my point. Bond I was getting ready now. to bring up Caden Ellis. Yeah. This year, all of a sudden, Caden Ellis was a it, it, here's
1: the deal. Everybody in uh in in March freaked out when Caden Ellis signed with the Falcons. And look, it's a loss, it's a big loss. But the reality yeah. is, like, no one knew who the fuck Cade Nellis was. I hear other podcasts telling us, like, Cade Nellis was undrafted. No, he wasn't. He was a draft pick. Yeah. But my point is, people don't know. No one remembers when Cade Nellis was drafted.
2: I will say this. The loss of Cade Nellis was a depth loss. Yeah. It wasn't a starter yeah. loss. And people need to understand that $7 million you can't a year... I think that's what he got. Is that what? It was but it? Yeah, and who are you going
1: to take off the field for? Well, right.
2: I, so he's not going to play. You can't pay a third linebacker that's not on the field seven million yeah. a year. Agree. It was I was the right
0: move. I agree that you're not going to pay Caden Ellis. So that's why I wasn't like freaking out over that loss. But I think the elephant in the room is like Zach Bond got drafted higher than Ellis, and was recruited much. as a better. Why didn't he beat out Ellis? And so that's so. It's a good segue into they're different players without well, without getting too deep into the linebackers. Before we move on to a different, you know, kind of area, but obviously Demario and Warner are, are are great. We mostly roll out two linebackers, but Nick brought up what I see, in in disagreement with him. Thank God we're back to disagreeing. But it's a cliff. I mean, it's a complete cliff. It's a complete drop from Warner, Demario to Bond. That there is holy crap. There's like it's a free fall in talent. And well, in production and pause quality. Real
2: quick. Who who else is there after those two? You would have said the same thing last year with Caden being that third. Line. Correct. Agreed. No, because so, Caden okay. beat out Bond.
0: No, uh, he did.
2: Last year, coming into last year, marginal. No, they were both on the team last year. Caden huh? played.
0: Bond didn't.
1: No. Here's the thing. Understood. Bond is your starter at strong side linebacker. Correct. Caden did not beat out Bond. But right. do we They're feel separate? Come out. Pete Werner yeah. got hurt. Right. Caden Ellis slid into the weak His side spot. linebacker's spot because Caden Ellis to his credit, plays
0: all three linebacker spots. Right. Right. Zach Vaughn does not. play
2: plays strong side linebacker. That's what I'm saying. They're different so, players. He's a different you player. You can't say the same thing.
0: I'm waiting to be convinced as to why I should feel good about a guy who you just called a starter being someone who got beat out by someone who can play all the linebacker positions. Again, he didn't get beat out by this guy. He's a strong side. Which one played, which one didn't?
2: He's a strong side.
1: Do we need to explain to you the difference between
0: strong side and you weak side? You played football. Well, no, you just said You that, played football, right? Come on, Yes, but the Saints roll in different formations. So, like, if the point is, if Bond was better than Ellis, he would have played. Here's the deal. Ellis is a more
1: versatile linebacker than Bond. Right. Bond basically is a one trick pony. And he should be. No, no, no. Hold on. He should be a pass rusher. Correct. Because he was a defensive end coming out of Wisconsin. He was an undersized defensive end. The Saints selected him and then promptly decided to move him to off ball linebacker. I think the. Right. Just I, to reiterate, you. No, I, no, I agree with what you're saying. He did not get beat out by Caden Ellis
0: last year. Okay. Two fair. different positions. Okay,
2: fair enough. Caden Ellis was the backup but for the, Pete Warren. But the fact
0: but then Pete Warren got injured. And that's why Okay, okay sorry. I thought you said Bon. Uh, that's my fault. I thought you said bon. okay. The whole point of the fact that we've even discussed it this much at length is that you can see why I don't feel all warm and fuzzy about what's happening behind but Warner next point, and DeMario.
1: To next point, you wouldn't have felt warm and fuzzy last year if we would have said wouldn't. Warner. I would mean,
0: I liked, but I liked Caden. I, no, you I was what No, no, you, no didn't. you
1: fucking did not. No, you didn't. You Nobody fucking did. liar. Nobody did liked him. Nobody. He sucked.
0: Did. I didn't think he was going to Cade be... Caden Ellis' own dad,
1: Luther Ellis, who Nick and I had his football cards as, you know, as a <laughs> rookie. Well, look, I'm not Caden Ellis' He, did, he wasn't confident
0: in it. I remember when Kate Ellis got drafted. I was actually oh, kind of pissed Jesus when he got hurt. Nice. I mean, you want to tell me Corey. what's inside Corey, my Corey, own head? Corey. You're a fucking liar. What, what college did he go to? Uh, <laughs> North, North, was it <laughs> <laughs> Wyoming? Northwest Iowa? <laughs> Wyoming? I don't know. Ireland?
2: Did I... <laughs> no, okay, I didn't say that. No. Iowa. Kate mm-hmm.
0: Ellis' number one fan. I remember when we drafted him. I liked the pick, and then I remember when you he got liked hurt. the pick. Okay, why did you like the pick? Because he seemed to be a good. Because his quality. dad played football. <laughs> I didn't even know who his dad was. No, I'm serious. I mean, I wow. remember when his we dad was a first round pick. Him. He had that was good. Amazing. He had good upside for the late round. Uh, what was sixth round. This is seventh. awesome, Corey. Why, why do you have a good upside? From watching his tape and you didn't watch his, his tape. How much tape did you How watch? What tape did you watch? I'm gonna say tape. I mean the highlight rules. The, the sh- ones that they showed on WWL after he got drafted. Well, like, I mean, ESPN or uh-huh. OTAs, okay. Or whatever.
2: Okay, so what in his first three years with the Saints had you convinced we had a dude?
0: Oh, no, I'm not. Again, I said I liked him. I never said well, you I were thought we had You
1: were going into the season because Caden Ellis was riding the, uh, the pine, ready to swoop in and save
0: the day. I felt good about him as a depth piece, did better you? than I did with Bond. But why? That's what we want to know. Right. What did
1: you see in the three years prior that
0: led you to believe this guy would step in and do what he did? I liked his size. I thought he was disciplined as a defender. And he had decent decent speed and ability. He didn't miss many tackles. I mean, watching him in preseason and—
2: Corey, you're losing it right now. Boy, this is good. (laughs) This
1: is good. Keep going. You're asking
0: me what I observed. This is what I, I observed.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. How Tell much much me more. Are y'all, do y'all just feel
0: you? bad that y'all didn't watch Caden Ellis? And so y'all were one of the few that were surprised.
2: And we did not feel the same way. Nick, you were
1: we were one of the few. We were two of the few that were surprised, by the way, of his production.
2: How many sacks did he have last year? Seven, right? Yeah. He has eight in his career. What did you see? That's all I'm saying. There's not a book of watching Cade Nellis. So I said I
0: didn't say I liked him as Demario or I liked him as a star No, no, I'm no. Just I said you, I you liked him as a as a depth
2: piece. One sack in but three what, years. Led you, what led you to say that? That's what we're asking. Not that he's Demario. Not right. that he's going to be a pro. What, what did you see in his? I mean, first it's the same shit. What
1: differentiated you, him between Zach Bond? Right. Going into That's show. all we're asking. That's all we're asking. Uh, uh,
0: asking. No. I, okay. Honestly, and. Without y'all you all saying like, oh, okay, okay. No, the guy played with more fucking effort and heart than Zach fucking Bond. Wow. When you watched him in preseason, when you watched him in camp, which I did, he played like he gave a shit. So you know I didn't Bond, see that out of Bond. You
1: know Bond was lights out in a preseason like a year ago. That's Everyone thought we had Bond something. Everyone
2: thought we come. had something with Bond. Yeah, we all yeah. did
1: because Bond was lights out in the preseason. Ellis never showed up in the preseason. But tell us more.
2: Send me the link of the tape. Yeah, you want I want to see this. I want to see it. It, it. I just think he came out of nowhere this year. That's my opinion. Well, the I did seven not watch it. out of nowhere. I didn't the production watch him. I didn't either. No. Was, none, none
1: of us did. No one did. Everyone was caught right. completely off So the door. guy that
0: actually remembered who he was from the preseason in the draft gets shit for actually watching him. Okay. But, but, it's but that's fine. revision the it's se- history. I don't think that you, the actually seven, cool. the the you seven, can actually remember You can fertilize concrete with that <laughs> statement. <laughs> What hey? What, tell yourself what you got to tell yourself. But no, the seven sacks out of the blue. Yeah, absolutely. No one. I, I didn't All see.
2: I'm gonna say is, coming into last year, there was nothing on tape in nothing. actual gameplay that would lead someone to that thought. It was he was very okay, much so an unknown. He was an forgive unknown. Forgive me He's for being unknown. too plugged into our
0: fucking team during no, the draft you're in not the preseason. That good I mean, at it, dude. if it's on WWL, who gives a shit? A sack you see, in three see, seasons. If you go to a training camp, you see the guy in person? You have
1: not seen him or observed him okay. do anything that so led you to believe you know this dude the know what fill I've seen. You did. know what I've done. I know you're full of shit I, if you say otherwise.
2: Corey, I'm going to be honest with you. If you watched every play he played in the Saints preseason, you still I still this. don't think you could definitively say that that guy was going to be a player. No one did.
0: Uh, it um, again. I said I liked him as a depth piece, not as a seven sack dude. I didn't. No one why. saw that like, coming. What, what led you to believe this? Just, okay, let's just let's, let's pivot. Let's pivot.
2: Why is Bond not a depth piece? There we go. Since we're since we're being negative on Bond right now because we don't have. I think the thing Thomas I don't. Samuel.
0: the thing I, I don't like. He doesn't play with the fire and passion that Kate Nowitz did in the I'm sorry. Is that like? Everyone talks about how fiery and passionate Mario is. So like is fire and passion not a? Me- is that's not the thing. Bond dominated. Like- so that tells me you haven't watched the preseason very closely. No, I mean I've watched the fucking preseason. I'm just saying that like I I just think that Bond is underachieved. I don't like well, that's what I don't like. In about. the regular
1: season he has underachieved, as did Ellis
0: in the regular season until an until opportunity until popped up. Opportunity
1: popped up last year.
0: Call it what you will. Um, all I'm gonna say is, I think the more pressing question. Okay, we've talked about three actual linebackers on our current roster.
2: That's about it. I'm gonna be honest. Who's
0: with you. who's behind? But, but <laughs> is that not concerning, all?
2: No, it is concerning.
0: But the
1: reality is, we basically play two linebackers,
2: and we got safeties that can play down there, yeah. kind of. So, like, I'm not super worried about if, that. If
1: Warner and Davis stay healthy, I'm not worried. I don't. I don't care. I mean, if they stay healthy. Sewell, who Davis was, is an iron man, so yeah. it's a matter of Warner stays healthy.
2: I mean, I'd almost rather I mean, see Marcus May down there than in the second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sewell. Yeah.
1: Sewell's an undersized guy. He's uh, his brother, his brother uh, Pene Sewell and his younger brother Noah Sewell, both in the NFL now. Um, you know, he's he's I guess is the runt of the litter. He's a small, undersized one. Was a really good player at Utah, combo linebacker safety. Uh, DeMarco Jackson was a I think fifth round draft pick last year yeah. was hurt all last year so we'll see he's got wait
0: you mean you remember him being drafted Boy, I there's Coy. no way you watch DeMarco we... Jackson being drafted holy
1: shit
2: Corey if we're going to talk oh draft, my god Corey if we're
1: going to talk, talk draft we can go draft for draft year for year no, I'm I just promise saying. you you will lose every time I'll I'm, I'm I'm be honest I'm with you not trying I'm not, to not win super
2: that. confident about these guys Max. you actually talking about I was also <laughs> not confident about Caden Ellis making a massive anyway, backlash. But Corey, you
1: know. Corey, don't die but, on the draft hill. You won't win. No, I'm play.
0: not. I'm it's okay. not. I, I never said I was. I'm just. I
2: think. Caught. Yes, I'm, it's fair to say linebacker is thin behind what I think is two superstars. But um, like, if one of them goes down, what do we? What but we I think it's pretty fortunate situation to have two superstars at linebacker.
0: Okay, so either Demario,
1: if they say if they stay healthy, it's not an issue at all. If one of them gets hurt, it could be, potentially be an
0: issue. If Demario goes down, you feel good okay with Bond.
1: I don't know. No one, no I don't one can know. S- yeah, do you, you just feel, don't know. And, and I do think you. So have So do you to, feel good not knowing? I'm going to say this. I but don't think, I don't
2: feel any different than I did last year. And here's the deal. I, I don't, don't think
1: Bond different. goes in if Demarco gets I don't either. That's what I was hurt. getting ready to say. I think Demarco Jackson goes in. Yes. So uh, we'll see what we have. That's
2: what I was getting ready to say. I don't think Bond. So you think Bond goes replaces Warner. Warner? No. So where's Bond? This
0: year, I could see Bond. I could see him slotting over to weeks Does he just remain as like the one guy that? goes in whenever we want to play three linebackers.
1: Well no, he's your strong side linebacker So when you start three he's the guy. We don't start three line we 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 I said when they start three whenever they play we three. We already he's talked about third. We do run, start.
0: We talked about what a starter is. But we do run, we do run defenses three with three linebackers. linebackers. Just it's so not that, our That primer. was my question. Did y'all right. not listen? Yeah. When I when, so, so you're he's saying on the field. he's the guy that goes in whenever we decide to run. It was a
1: three linebacker set. He's the a third. A weak that's side, what and middle, and a strong side. Correct. Bond is going to be your strong side. Right.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's and that's his only role. Yeah. Do you think a right th- now?
2: He is more of a. Strong Do you think side he's the
0: third best linebacker on the team? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Now, interesting. How good is that? We don't know. Yeah. No I don't think there's that's any a good way thing. to say. No one's saying think that's there's a great any way thing. to say.
0: But what's his Madden rating, Max? <laughs> Sixty-five, probably. Uh, is is uh 60. Oh,
1: I believe. god, that's, that's disgusting, yeah. but well, to be fair, Pete Warner is only like a 73.
0: Well, that's just yeah, I'm he, just telling you, no, just letting you know what it is, right? What's DeMarco Jackson's majority? Jackson is a 64 or 65. So we're going into
2: so, regardless, I mean, then you don't know about DeMarco, you don't know, you just don't know, you, you don't, don't know. know. It's, I think, it's a good situation to be in with two guys that high level of skill yeah so i'm gonna call it a plus position group for us of course injuries as always especially with the saints we know that could change instantly you're not replacing pete warner with zach bond or DeMargo or any of these people they won't replace pete you have to manipulate the defense and change the schemes you're running probably we're going to drop safeties down we're going to switch it we're going to run multiple safety sets we're going to do all those things we are pretty deep at secondary. So do we go yeah. to a base nickel? Do we you know what We're, are we gonna we
0: do? Kind of already are pretty in much. reality a base nickel. But my my concern is that not having a solid linebacker core just really exposes you. Well you do have depth. a solid linebacker core. I'm talking about depth. If one of them goes down.
1: No, no, and that that probably is the biggest area of concern on the defense is the depth at all. How, well, so, how many teams
2: real quick hold on how many teams don't have this issue? I, super depth yeah, yeah. four I mean, great linebackers and another oh, thing go. to look at is I don't know enough like, about we those other teams we I guess, I guess the Falcons on, though because they hold have Caden Ellison that's
0: now.
1: right they got Caden <laughs> we, can't, we can't get mad at Bond for not being able to slot into different positions because for he's drafted as a pass rusher and look the reality is they talked about the Saints tried Pete Warner at middle linebacker last year and it did not work out no you know, in training camp. So the reality is, look, some guys are going to be your, your your one-trick pony as far as position. You're going to have your unicorn like DeMario who can play weak side, he can play middle, and he can play strong side. Mm-hmm. These yeah. other guys aren't that. They're not DeMario. DeMario is the cream of the crop.
2: And to be fair, Caden was able to do that. Caden was
1: able to do that. He played all three positions. At a
2: much lower level, but yeah. able to do it, which is a big... A big benefit for a defense where cool. you have a backup who can go into any position yeah. is very, very helpful. Just, yeah, and the thing with Caden was in
1: college coming out, you know, he was more of a defensive end, yeah. outside linebacker hybrid. So obviously, you knew this from being. Uh, the, uh, film I just don't remember the, the fucking name
2: of the school. To be fair, him and Bond coming out draft cut up. were a similar mindset, but their skill set is different. Right. Yeah, they they look completely different on tape. Yeah, Caden Ellis
1: was a more well-rounded player than Bond coming out. You know, Bond was but Bond was a
2: better pass rusher.
0: Right, that's why I said Ellis is a better depth piece. Felt better with him behind the other two guys than Bond, who's a one-trick pony, like you just said.
1: Okay, the reality is you never knew anything about Caden Ellis before last year, and you know this for certainty how. Because I talk to you on a daily basis about football. Why wouldn't well, we know talk Kate about
2: Caden Ellis until he, he just came just pulled, in. because we're friends.
1: <laughs> hey, it's, it's the truth. Uh, you can tell me what college Caden Ellis went to. I'll I, start taking I think you if I was talking, talking to, to you on a that, daily like, basis
0: about Caden Ellis, you'd be like, stop fucking talking to
2: me. Can um, we talk about the secondary, which yeah, we is the to talk, best I mean, unit on the goddamn team? Well,
0: we can. And I'm not going to talk about Zach Bond or Caden Ellis again, but I just... Just tell me what college you went to. Dude, I don't remember the I respect your opinion of him, man. Somewhere in the Pacific Northwest, right? No. No? No. Where was it? I I'm blanking on the college. Idaho. <laughs> Idaho. Yeah. There you go. So That's what's high on your watch but list. Idaho, yeah, it's you know Pacific
2: that. Northwest. Come on.
0: Over that r- Rocky Mountain, whatever, region. You know, the Idaho You're putting Vandals. Idaho
2: in the Pacific Northwest?
0: It's... <laughs> on the way out there. It's towards
2: the Pacific. That's what I meant, towards. (laughs) We're getting there. I didn't say Oregon
0: or Washington. To to Corey's credit, you know,
1: Idaho is a real big SEC school. You know, they play Georgia every week. So you obviously would have seen them while watching the uh, Georgia Bulldogs play. Anyway, let's move on to the secondary. So, Nick, why don't you lead us off with uh, the apple of your eye, the The shining part of your life.
2: Lattimore's the best corner in the league. Alante and Adibo, if one of them steps up and becomes a like clear cut NFL starter, with the other one being a third with Roby, it's the best cornerback group in the league, in my opinion. Yeah,
0: well, the question I think is, do you, if one of Adibo or Alante separates himself as like the one A to Lattimore, do you leave the do you put the odd main out in the slot? Do you put what? Do you put the odd man out in the slot, or do you keep Roby there? See, it's
1: tougher because Adibo is more of an outside guy. Yeah, he's yeah. He's actually has that traits that translate to a slot. A slot and a latte, I think, would be a killer, killer roaming
0: safety. Yeah, just I agree a killer with that. safety. Um, yeah, he's just his size is so coveted on the outside. What do we hope? If Here's he, what we hope: if we he hope. can run step for step with these, I'll hope one. one of them.
2: You hope it's Lattimore and Debo. Yeah. You move Alante around, you move to around. He's your chest piece that you yes. can move around. Yeah. No, that's Guys I mean. who can just be anywhere back there. Yeah. Roby in the slot. And then May, you just, you deal with that wherever, you, wherever it goes. Maybe a linebacker gets hurt and he gets a spot. I got two words for you. I don't know. Smoke Monday. I can't wait for him to
0: come back. God. That'll be fun. I mean, oh, we'll man, see. I love him. We'll Speaking see. of health,
2: that'll be fun. I watched
0: him in the preseason, Max. Do you believe that? I actually believe you watched him because he played <laughs> the SEC. <laughs> but I know you. Who didn't has know, four in better In the corners. preseason, that's that's my question. Camp, who whatever, has he didn't the last play in the preseason? So who camp, is when he We're talking camp.
2: about depth. Probably the second most important position on defense to pass rush is corner. Corner. Yeah. Secondary. Who has four better corners than the Saints? That's a that's, fair point. No, that's a, a point. hard thing to come up with, and I'm not saying there isn't one. I'm just saying it's definitely the top few in the league as a grouping.
1: It's top. It's top ten in the league without question.
2: Yeah, top five probably, probably. almost. I feel.
0: Yeah, I feel good about our corner depth. It's yeah. awesome. <laughs> if um, the corner goes down. I feel good about that. Marcus
1: May scares me a little bit.
2: A little bit. Um, He's used a clear drop off from Williams. Used correctly and not in that Williams role because man, he he, I don't know if he has that in him anymore. Even though he played it with the Jets some, um, I don't know. It didn't look like I, that. I don't know if he
0: really ever had the true. He Marcus. had
2: that one year with the Jets where they franchised him and he looked like and he blew his knee out. And know. he blew his knee.
0: Out. Marcus Williams closeout was just insane. I don't know if anybody's really comp. I don't. Know if, I don't know if there's a comp. Yeah, nobody so had closeout like Williams. Um, he was good at getting
2: beaten and then fixing it. <laughs> so,
0: question. Is in the the middle you know our defensive backfield? Uh, does the defensive backfield in the middle over? Go, does they, does it go as Teron Matthew goes? Not his, to me. His no. ability, his
1: corners ability corners to pick from up from where no. I think he's year. more he's more of a complementary piece. He's not the guy to. I think
2: the this is go. about corner for us. Yeah, locking down those top level receivers with what we have. Agree. And letting. Letting those safeties just kind of be free. I would love to see Alante and Tehran in there together, to be honest with you. That would be those two with the three corners, that formation with that, you know, five in the secondary is a scary skilled group. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Because I
0: got the sense that Tehran wasn't truly like, playing like the real honey badger last year not saying that he can't Look, but he I, feel, I feel like he was still picking second up. half he was still second p- half looked right. a lot better yeah i think like the first half of the year he was still kind of getting well if you listen to, to an interview that he gave the other day with
1: uh, underhill and triplet um you know he was talking about he, he had some stuff going on you mean Brooke and uh no triplet uh, he had some things going on in the preseason you know i don't think he was fully locked in the whole season, and you yeah, know, he he alluded to it in the interview. And I think this year you'll get a much more keyed in, focused
2: Honey Badger. But I was his biggest critic as Max knows in the first half of the season. Second half of the season, he was, yeah, he, he looked, looked like a different player. That's what I was going to say.
1: He
0: could be. Uh, look,
1: he missed a lot of training camp. Could yeah. be
0: a low key X factor if he can actually. Well, if, look, he's also
2: if, he's he's
1: thirty plus at this point. You know, mm-hmm. he's not the Honey Badger that we all know and love from from you know five and six years
0: ago. He's still a sure. damn good player, but... But a guy with that kind of defense, that kind of football instinct, I mean, if, if, if the...
1: I, I think what Nick said was spot on. If you flank him with Alante, and then you have Debo and Lattimore, like, that foursome is pretty imposing and would be pretty awesome to watch.
0: Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I'm just saying, like, with... They're not going to do it, but... Matthew's experience... Not, probably not this year, but... His, his like, second... I mean, if...
2: This they value Alante
0: as a corner, man.
1: You know, that size, 6'1", well, 200 pounds, well they also 40.
2: That gives them... He's a 4'3-something guy. It lets passed. them do whatever they want with Debo come next year. So, yeah.
0: um, I'm just saying, like... You know, if just, they're
2: all good, it's just a really good group. And yeah,
0: I think we've moved... What I was saying about Matthew is that we've moved into a different style of honey badger. Obviously, no, he's not even close to what we remember on LSU, uh, the early years of his career or stuff like that, or, or even parts of KC. But, like... We there's a chance that given his experience, given his just natural football instincts, if he's at a point with this Dennis Allen defense now where it's just kind of second nature to him as opposed to the earlier in the year, if his personal life has been in a better spot. Look, I mean, there's a chance that, you know, he's got a Sammy Knight element to him.
1: Our best case with the Honey Badger at this point is the name that nobody wants to say it's Darren Sharper. That's your best case scenario be at this point. More like than okay, the corners, with that. the corners are playing well. The rest, the, the the defensive line's getting pressure. The linebackers are covering. Let I him would, just pick off passes. Let him get seven or eight interceptions. I just more want to okay come down
2: that. lower and 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 work in the slot, work low and field. That's why yeah. I would want Alante in the back. Yeah, because he if you would play him at true free and let him play that position, Elante's is going to be a Pro Bowl free safety. I he's agree. got the tools to do it. Yeah. It's he's long. He close. He's fast. He's mean. He hits. Like, if they would go to that this year, I just it would be awesome. It just those two corners with Tehran running free, doing whatever he wants. Like you said, just playmaking. Just yeah. sees that crossing tight end, lights him up, cuts off the, undercuts the routes, cutting off slants.
1: Yeah, let him freelance.
2: Let him do that. And it. But I don't know if May behind that works. It doesn't. But Alante, Alante <laughs> could work. I mean, Elante,
1: honest, he's arguably as fast as Lattimore. Yeah. They were like, they were both one ran 4 threes, three. man. Yeah. So you, if you get a 4-3 guy as your last
2: line of defense, that's pretty awesome. And he's, got, he's instinctual. Like, you saw it. He'll His hit, mistakes this hit. year weren't mistakes of ability. They were just mistakes. Rookie mistakes. Right. Is, yeah, it's just. It, and just watching him get... Get time to play this year was a huge Like, he was incredible when he got in there.
1: I just didn't like how they did it. seemed like they didn't want to play him. You know, it's like any time anyone else would get healthy, they pulled him out and would throw in whoever. Well, else it might
2: just was. be the rookie mistake thing. Yeah. Because there were those, yeah. there's no doubt. But yeah. it wasn't a lack of being able to do it. It was oh, always. Yeah, no, he has as much ability as anybody. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah, so, agree, agree. Yeah. If, again, one of those players were looking to get a little bit better if he does, if he could ever play that role with us. Now, he can probably play corner, too. The guy, the guy played corner, he can and he play locked corner. down people. So, you know, that's a more money position. We all get it. But with a crowded cornerback room. Well, him, it's like
0: they say, you can't ever have enough cornerbacks. Yeah.
2: You know, it's like the more bodies, the better. I want them all on the field. That's what I want. I want to see all those dudes on the field.
0: Yeah. Let me, let me guess. You, all, you also want them to all stay healthy, right? That'd be good. <laughs> I want to see Smoke Monday. That's my guy, yeah. man. He was a monster Gosh. at Auburn. Yep. All right. So, I mean, I think we hit on pretty much every uh, defensive area. The state of the defense is what, Max? The defense is loaded with potential. You know, we just
1: need uh, the the line the linemen to do what they got to do. If we have everybody else, let uh, Lattimore stay healthy. Please, God, for Nick's sanity. And for the rest of (laughs) us, let Lattimore stay healthy. Let us see a full 17 game season out of Lattimore and let him show the rest of the NFL what he can be. Because the guy, when he is healthy, I agree with Nick on this, when he's healthy, he's a top three corner in the league. And he ain't three when he's healthy.
2: And forget about him specifically. The defense changes. I was about to say so. The defense is different.
0: 20 seconds or less, Nick's State of the Saints defense before it is.
2: If healthy, top five defense.
0: Wow,
2: I'm going to go with solid. I'll say
1: if healthy would if if uh, Brzezey, Foskey, Shepherd, Saunders, all of those guys acclimate themselves to the defense pretty quickly. You know, and the offense isn't turning the ball over and uh, mm-hmm. just basically being undependable. I agree with Nick. I think top five defense is in the cards if if they stay relatively healthy yeah. and the offense doesn't just screw them.
0: Yeah, I think state of the defense is solid. I can't quite commit to a ranking yet because I I do still have reservations about linebacker death, but it's to be seen. But I'd say it's still solid. Nonetheless, still solid. Corey,
2: real quick, before we sign off, last year in yardage, they were the fifth best defense. Do you think as we sit today, we are better personnel-wise or worse than last year? Personnel-wise, we're better. But it
0: goes back to the, and this is the new hashtag floating around on paper. <laughs> you know, it's like sure. that's why I don't want to commit to a number yet, but don't be de- scared, man. Commit. You can look, there's, you can, amend he can it pause, you before... can wait till later. And, I think, no, I, if there's a number I'm comfortable with, I would say 10. You okay. know, like I'm not going to get into seven, eight, nine, like but five definitely could be 10, I feel comfortable with that. But overall, it's a solid defense, state of defense is solid. Question for you. So
1: let's commit to pre-training camp win totals. What do you see? You can change this, obviously, in uh, July and August. Yeah, it doesn't it, count it, until after the last preseason We're, we're going to go on the record with our final answers in August. But now, here in May, pre-training camp, pre-OTAs, pre-rookie mini camp,
2: if you had are gun to your head, head and are you
0: had the final answers post-preseason or before preseason?
2: Post-preseason, matter, we give is, our predictions. Yeah but this is our pre-preseason mm, prediction. Yeah.
1: And obviously this can change, but where do you see this team right now? How many wins?
0: Nick's already said he, he's he's leaning towards 11. What do you say? My number is I have to go to the floor with the floor is 9. Um cuz again, we so we listening to Adam on the Saints. We're Twitter not asking podcast.
2: your floor, we're asking your opinion, your opinion. on what a win total.
0: My gut tells me my gut tells me 10. Okay. Uh, Fair. I think I was... But because of how surprised I was last year, you know... Yeah, we we leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Got 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 i are saying to 11.
2: I'm saying 11. And let's reference what we've all said. Last week we said, everyone in agreement, the offense has top 10 level personnel talent, the ability to be a top 10 offense. Tonight we said, all three agree, top 10 level defense. There are very few teams... In the NFL, that have a top 10 in both of those that aren't a double digit win team. It's, it's, you couple that with our schedule. Let's remember the quarterbacks, our top five quarterbacks we play are Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins. That is our top four quarterbacks we face. We don't face any, we don't face Burrow, we don't face Mahomes, we don't face Allen, we don't, we don't face any of those guys this year. The schedule is loaded with rookie and second-year quarterbacks. It's the easiest schedule in the league by the numbers from last year. It's an 11-win team if we're healthy.
0: I'm with you on this one. I'm going 11 right now. I will say, as a guy who's usually a Saints optimist, we have way too many rookies on our schedule not to be due for a loss to one of them. One, right. I agree (laughs) with you.
2: We're not going to win all our division games when we should. We'll probably be favored. In we'll all lose of. to Bryce Young and the. Uh, in we'll November. use. We'll lose one to the Panthers and maybe we lose a Falcons game in a rivalry. Go four and two in the division. You're still looking at eleven wins.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So all right. let's let's wrap it up. Anyone have any uh, closing thoughts before we get out here? Yeah.
0: No. That's what we went around the horn with the state of the Saints defense. I think we have uh, solidified that. Y'all have made it very clear that I did not watch shit on Caden Ellis. Confirmed. And we'll address that later. But, uh, you know, next episode will be after we've gone through some rookie mini camp. Uh, The schedule will be out. And so we'll get into pretty much anything that's on the horizon at that point. So until next time, thanks for listening to another episode of the 28 3 podcast. What a
3: comeback! (laughs)